Welcome to the Hills Baptist Podcast. We're so glad you're joining us as we see Jesus glorified, lives transformed and hope revealed in the Adelaide Hills and beyond. We hope you enjoy this message. Today we're reading from Luke 9 verse 57 through to 10 verse 4. As they were walking along the road, a man said to Jesus, I will follow you wherever you go. Jesus replied, Foxes have holes and birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. He said to another man, Follow me. But the man replied, Lord, first first let me go and bury my father. Jesus said to him, Let the dead bury their own dead but you go and proclaim the kingdom of God. Still another said, I will follow you, Lord, but first let me go back and say goodbye to my family. Jesus replied, no one who puts his hand to the plough and looks back is fit for service in the kingdom of God. After this, the Lord appointed 72 others and sent them two by two ahead of him to every town and place where he was about to go. He told them, The harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into his harvest field. Go, I am sending you out like lambs among wolves. Do not take a purse or bag or sandals and do not greet anyone on the road. Thank you, Megan. Okay. Wow. Could you imagine being those disciples? You just oh, hear, hear what Jesus just said to them. Um, they're just coming along for the, the journey. Some of them are just new. There's the 12 who've been with him for a while, and so they're kind of getting the idea of what he's about, his itinerary, and he's moving out, he's preaching the good news. And then there's this wider group, the 72. We don't quite know who exactly they are, but they're obviously... People that have heard something from Jesus, who've been there, um, who've picked something up. Now, I can just imagine in the crowd that day, they're like, for real? Are you serious, Jesus? I mean, listen to the excuses of the people that, that he, just, he just called. I mean, you know, they're fairly legitimate, one or two of them. But um, these people, maybe like us, had all these reasons, all these legitimate concerns on why it was difficult to give Jesus our full attention right now. Lord, if only you understood what my life is like right now. If only you knew what I'm going through. Man, we've got financial challenges. Lord, I've got just personal problems that I'm dealing with that are really difficult. Lord, I've got challenges raising kids. It's really hard. Lord, I'm getting older. I've got like arthritis in my hip, my knees, my ankles, my fingers, my earlobes, my eyelashes. Lord, I've got some work problems. It's just requiring a lot of attention, a lot of focus. There's a whole heap of reasons, Jesus, why I can't give you my full attention now. Why I can't follow you fully right now. Lord, I don't even know if I've got 
the capacity, really. If you knew, these are people in the crowd, right? I'm just thinking what they're thinking. When he says, I'm sending you two and you two and you two, I'm sending you out to do my work. Jesus, if you really knew who I was, if you really knew what I'm struggling with, you wouldn't want to use me. You couldn't use me. As if Jesus doesn't know everything about us. So they give these excuses. Um, I'll follow you wherever you go, Jesus. And then Jesus says, foxes have holes and the birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man has nowhere to place his head. Like This is a mission man. This, this is, means not just you know, a part-time thing. This is a whole of life, a way of life, a way of living which isn't just a whim. It's not just um, a decision I make while I'm singing a song full of emotion overflowing for God one day. This is a lifestyle. Do you get that, man? Another one, he said to someone else, follow me. The man said, let me go and bury my father. Which sounds pretty reasonable, right? I need to go to the funeral. But it's more a sense of my obligations are first to my family in a culture that was very much honouring the family. The family unit was higher and greater than the individual. So the man's just simply saying, I need to pay attention to the the cultural expectations to honour my family first, Jesus. I've got to put that first. And Jesus is even saying, no, I am calling you to give full allegiance to me over and above your own family. Not neglect them and not just kind of let them starve, but get that right in your heart and your mind. And then someone else says, I'll follow you, Lord. But then we go back and say goodbye to my family, tidy up some loose ends, and, and you get the urgency of it. And it can sound harsh. It can sound a bit challenging. But then in the next part in chapter 10, Jesus says this. Um, well, Luke says this. After the Lord appointed these 72 and he sent them two by two, he told them, The harvest is plentiful. God's work is ripe for harvest out there. I need workers. I need people who will listen, who will follow as families, as couples, as single people, as elderly people, as young people. I need people who will take this to heart, this lifestyle of mission for me. And he says, ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into his field. I think, isn't that such a sneaky prayer? Isn't it? It's like, Lord, would you provide people to go out and share your love and good news with others? Lord, would you send someone (laughs) to the local women's group, to the local art group, to the local police force, to the local government, to the local school? Would you send someone there, Lord? to bring your love and good news. Try praying that. It's ridiculous, right? You can't pray that with any authenticity, with any conviction, of course, unless you're willing to say, well, Lord, here I am. Use me. I'll give up my excuses. Whatever I'm going through, whatever the challenge is, I know you care, but I know you're in control and I know you're sovereign. And I heard the story just this week um, from uh, Marion Modra, who's been going through a cancer journey for the last six months. And I've heard Steve say something similar, Steve Polglace, that even in that 
difficult space, that difficult time, having a sense of God using her in the oncology department, reaching out to other women in that space and being able to still be on mission for Jesus, even in that challenging place. Not as a pressure, not as a like, you know, of course her treatment is vital and her well-being and her health is, is first and foremost, but this sense of God can still use me even this difficult time, this difficult place. So I thought just to give a sense of what some of these people might have been feeling, imagine this this morning, okay? Imagine that I'm going to get you in groups of two, like by two, and I'm going to get you to go out across the road to all the homes there and knock on their door and say, hi, um, we're from the Mormons. No, you wouldn't say that. We're... we're, we're we're, we're Baptists and we're here from the local church. We just want to say hi, if, you know, if there's anything we can pray for you about. Um, if you've got any questions about faith or God, we'd love to talk to you. Um, if you'd love to have you come to our church. Like, how, does, how do you feel right now? Is it like, wow, it freaks me out. I'm a pastor, right? Like, gosh, i got to live next door to these people. I think I'm one of those religious nutters. That's it. Um, but that's the sense that Jesus is saying, no, I want to use you and you. And you, I want, want you to be where you are for me. So I, th- I thought we won't do that, but I, th- I thought after, what was that? Oh, it's raining. Yeah, it's raining. <laughs> yeah, that's a fair enough excuse. And God said, I created umbrellas. I inspired someone to create umbrellas. It is raining, so we're not going to do that. But I want to get us moving this morning. Why not, says Jen. Well, you can do it later in your own time, that's fine, but we want to wrap the service up at some point. After the service, you do it. But I want to get us in groups nonetheless. And if can I get a couple of helpers up here just to hand something out? I won't send you out. Um, can you give everyone one of those? And so I'm going to get you into different parts of this building. We're going to, we're going to get up in a moment and move, and we're going to join together as, as teams, and we're going to pray because prayer is uh, – can I have one, by the way? Thanks. Yeah, no, I forgot. Prayer is is vital in this mission um, component. But I want us to see, we want to prayerfully focus on three things over the next 15 minutes or so, and it'll be our local community. And I've put a few points there just to triggers, but there'll be something on your heart. Um, It'll be the school community here and other schools that that people are involved with, uh, pastoral care workers, chaplains, uh, and... It'll be our church community. So three focus to pray about. And I'm going to send you in groups uh, to different parts of this building. Um, Trent, I'm wondering if, where's Trent? Trent, is he, is he free? Like, can he? Trent. Because um, Trent knows the layout of the building pretty well. So I'll get him to take a group. And just for 15 minutes or so, sit as a group, I want you to break in, like it'll be a bigger group, but I want you to break into fours or fives and pray around these three things, okay? Trent, can you take a, a group of, can the back, the back four rows, the back four rows, can you get up and go with Trent to the staff room? He'll take you there, okay? And there's seats in there, so you're, you're the, you got like the, the sort of gold membership pass, okay? Because you can sit down. If you do need to sit down, if, you, if 15 minutes is too long, stay in here with me. But those back four rows, um, maybe from Michelle and Chris. Yeah, head out that way. Go with Trent. Follow the yellow brick road. 
and I'll call you back in about 15 minutes. Get into groups of four or five, okay? Okay, this group here, um, I'm just trying to think which, which group I want to pick to stay with me. I know who, who, who feels bad that they have to stay with me. But why don't this group, if you head out to the, the big morning tier area out there and um, head out that way and break into groups of four or five, just stand together and pray. And if this freaks you out like, I don't know about praying with people, uh, this is church, so it's a good time to practice. And pray for our community, pray for our church, pray for our school. So all you folks head out, unless, you, unless you've got any mobility stuff, stay here. Um, to the left, can the back two rows go with them as well? Thank you. Maybe, and this, yeah, who's staying here? Okay, do you guys want to go out there as well? Because you look mobile and fit. All right, Ashley and Chris, go on, out you go. <laughs> you head out of that group. You, you look agile. You, you said you got arthritis in your fingers, not your, not your ankles. Oh, your knees. Okay, and now here, let's break into groups of four or five and uh, pray together. Let's pray for our community um, pray for our local King's School here and local schools and let's pray for our church, okay? This is mission, folk. We're doing it. We're not just sitting. We're part of the mission through our prayers. Hallelujah. Thanks for listening to the Hills Baptist Podcast. If you'd like to partner with us in developing and equipping passionate disciples who love God, love people and boldly share the gospel, you can do that at hillsbaptist.com forward slash giving. We pray this message has empowered you to live and love more like Jesus. Have an amazing day.